0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Dirt and Sprague.
1: You know how fast you are gone? What? How fast you are gone. ours 65. 63.
0: With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague.
1: you got to understand that I don't come up with this stuff. I just forward it along.
0: You wouldn't arrest a guy who's just delivering drugs from one guy to another.
1: Dirt and Sprague on 1080.
0: Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? The Fan.
2: All right, welcome back things in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. I'm Portland Sports know. Leader 1080, The Fan. Uh, we got Brady Henderson coming up of ESPN at the bottom of the hour. Give you guys a quick heads up. Fan madness, presented by Laurawood Brewing, is now a two week event. You can join us next Thursday and Friday for our annual Fan Madness basketball party at the Stadium Sports Bar at A. Danny Dusty and Primetime will broadcast live from A both days while you watch the games and enjoy the A sports book. That'll be the sneaky good part is going out there, not only do you get to hang out with the fan, you can legally gamble on all the games going on. I will be making a couple stupid bets on teams that I've never seen play basketball. So come on out and hang out with us on March 16th and 17th at the stadium sports bar at Alyn A. And then the following week on Thursday and Friday, March 23rd and 24th from noon to 7 PM at X golf, Tualatin and X golf Vancouver. While you're there, you can watch the games and play in the nationwide X golf St. Patty scramble Fan Madness, again, is brought to you by Laurawood Brewing Company Crafting Community since 2001. More info can be found, although I don't know what more info you'd need than what I just gave you for two minutes, at 1080thefan.com. What more info would we be giving them?
0: I have no idea.
2: Like, what That's, didn't I include? What,
0: what else do you need to know? Yeah. We're going to be hanging out up at Ailane, wagering on the games. Are there. you going to be out? Are you going to be up there? I, I think we should go as a show. If you guys are going to go one day, I'm then... shuttling. I heard there's a shuttle. I'd prefer to shuttle. But oh, okay. I, you know, I got to get back. Well, some or... of it depends on uh, if uh, the NCA uh, the pilots uh, games are going to be broadcast here. I might be off calling NCAA tournament games. So you will
2: I... not be hanging out with us so at Fan Madness. I,
0: I don't know that yet. I if I am know. here, if I am here, I will mm. be with you at Fan Madness. Should be a good time. Uh, so
2: come hang out with us yes. both weeks. I'm excited. To see, I haven't been
0: out there yet. I'm excited to see it.
2: You never been to A? No, like at all? No. Oh, I like it. It's a nice. It's a nice joint. I haven't been to the sports book since they uh, opened it up.
0: No, I'm excited to get out there and <laughs> uh, scope it out.
2: I can't wait to gamble on Richmond to pull an upset at like seven to the, one odds. The
0: Spiders, oh, whoever
2: the hell it is, the Richmond equivalent in the NCAA tournament. Um, let's get in some quarterback stuff. There's a lot that that has gone on. We talked about the Geno thing. We talked about Derek Carr. Those are done deals. Tag day was yesterday at 1. The
0: Six guys, seven guys got tagged?
2: I think, it was, I think it's roughly in that neighborhood. Uh, the big one was Lamar. Yeah. Now, you hit on something at the end of the hour that that needs to be part of this conversation. I think I've made my stance abundantly clear. I'm a Lamar guy. I think he's good. I don't think he's the elite thrower of the football the way Mahomes is or Burrow is, but I think Lamar Jackson, his record speaks for itself. They are 46-19 and when he plays. That's a winning record. He's got division crown in there. He's won an
0: MVP. He's
2: won an MVP. Like, you can say whatever you want about the – he doesn't – like, Danny said this to me yesterday on Twitter. He doesn't dot up the field. He doesn't carve them up. Okay. My instant response is – whose general manager was just at the NFL Combine basically admitting out loud, he sucks at picking wide receivers. That would be Baltimore. That led to a wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, to publicly call out his team and his GM, then deleted the tweet. And so you want Lamar to be doing what Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes are doing. One, I would argue he's not that player but two, you want him to do that with who exactly?
0: Exactly. Where's the Stefan Diggs? Where's his Jamar I, Chase?
2: Where's, his, where's Boyd? Where's a T Higgins? Higgins. Where, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can't even get a Juju. So I, I think it needs to be – that's part of the conversation. He's got a Mark Andrews. That's great. Yes but that's kind of about
0: it. But your tight end's not blowing the top off the defense.
2: No, he's your inter- intermediate throw. Right. He's, he's great your, in the
0: red zone. Yeah. I got a security blanket. Right. I can, you know, he's gets open, runs great routes. Fantastic. But but,
2: but he gets the non-exclusive tag yesterday, so he get $32 million if that's what he plays on, and teams have the ability to go get him. And we had eight teams leaked to the media immediately, not interested, out, 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 out. What do you think the overall... What's the overall reason you think? Is it just because he doesn't have an agent, or is there something bigger at play here with Lamar Jackson?
0: Well, I, I'm seeing all the conspiracy theory that you know there's collusion or something, but i i don't I don't know what Lamar's done that would I don't know what it is that NFL owners don't like in this situation
2: so I think let's undress the other side I think it's the injuries the last couple of years have not helped uh, Harbaugh said at the combine he would have played if he was healthy enough to play they kind of let us as if he was healthy enough to play but he chose not to so then they kind of walk that back I think the other part is and Warren Sharp went on a big rant on this of like some of these teams are ridiculous you've sucked at quarterback forever you have no interest really yeah. JJ Watt, like one of the all-time great defensive linemen, publicly stating, like, why is this dude not getting a bag? But there's some belief that he wants, you know, there's a rumor. He wants 250 guaranteed. He wants Deshaun 231 guaranteed. I don't know how accurate that reporting is. I mean, we just you don't yeah. hear him talk much. No. And as you mentioned at the end of hour one, he doesn't have representation. He is his own representation. His, his mom is his agent yeah. slash manager, whatever you want to call her. But he doesn't have, like, a, an agent agent. He doesn't have a clutch. He doesn't have a CAA. He doesn't none of that stuff. And so maybe that's hurting him. I'm wondering if it's the three examples of players that Warren Sharp put out yesterday when he went on his big, long rant of how ridiculous, ridiculous it is that Lamar's not getting this contract. Deshaun Watson, 230 guaranteed. Kyler Murray, 200 million, but 189.5 guaranteed. And Russell Wilson, 161 guaranteed. Russell Wilson has more guarantees than Daniel Jones can make in the four year deal he just signed with the yeah. Giants. I'm wondering, swag, as I look at these guaranteed contracts, I just keep wondering Cleveland, stupid. Arizona, obviously a stupid franchise. Denver, you wouldn't label them stupid, but I think in that Russell Wilson thing, you'd label it maybe a little desperate because they couldn't find their guy at that spot, and it didn't work in year one. I wonder how much of the league is looking at those deals and going, "No, we're not making we're not making that mistake." And right. that's assuming it is a mistake to sign Lamar to that deal. But I'm wondering how many of the the teams on the league are looking at those three franchises. And all three of those situations do not feel good today. Watson looked awful last year. Murray can't stay healthy, and he's tiny. And Russell Wilson, maybe he'll get it going with Peyton, but had his worst year statistically of his career. And I just kept wondering yesterday, is this about the rest of the league basically saying, we draw a line at a certain player? And guys like Burrow, probably Herbert, Mahomes, Allen – they pass that threshold for us. If you're not that caliber, we're not giving you the bag you think you're getting.
0: Yeah. And then there's so the argument then becomes is Lamar that caliber or not? Uh the injuries probably are a bigger concern about the total guarantee for as long as you would have to draw that contract out for to under the salary cap for the signing bonus and all that so it doesn't totally hamstring you. Um But, no, I think not having an agent hurts him in this point, somebody to go in. But agents will also keep conversations going. And if Lamar just says, it's this, take it or leave it, and he's not talking to anybody, which we don't know. I don't know what conversations are going on. Um, yeah, is Lamar
2: it, reaching out to franchises? Yeah, I don't know how this is going to work.
0: That's the interesting yeah. part. Like, you know, you got an agent; he can call, you know, the third guy down the rung in the organization. So he's not calling the GM, but he's saying, "Hey, you know, the guy that he's known or whatever." I said, "Is is there any interest in there? What, you know, what would it take to get a meeting or a conversation? What, you know, sort of things?" And they get information. I don't, I don't know who's doing that for Lamar. So this is the part about Lamar that I just,
2: you keep watching all of these people get paid. I mean, we'll get to Daniel Jones. Daniel, Jones yeah, as a got his player, contract.
0: Daniel Jones gets his bag. But yeah, the Deshaun Watson contract, I think, I think there's still ire from NFL owners at the Haslams for doing that.
2: I, I think there's some of that for Kyler. Kyler Murray got over 200 yeah. million dollars, 190 basically guaranteed. And as I
0: understand it, when you sign a get the guaranteed money, mm-hmm. has to be the owners have to put that up in escrow. That has to be there.
2: Yeah, because you have to in have case yeah.
0: your other enterprises or the money, you know, the com- you're having cash flushes or what or whatever that money has to be set aside whatever's guaranteed
2: well but you know for many people it's injuries right it's it's the viability of the length of the career i think the way that he plays or at least played in the greg roman system the part that just baffles me you don't need i'm not telling you you got to think lamar's going to win by the way the super bowl stuff right can you win one you can't win one with lamar can you win one with dak can you win one with yeah. Burrow? Can you win one with that? Like we can say yes to these hypotheticals to these quarterbacks, but you know what hasn't happened? They haven't won them.
0: Yeah, it's and that's the one thing hard. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson can say. Yeah, he now got you one. can you can argue, and he got to two. Yep. He got to back to back Super Bowls, and was yes, one did. odd play call away from winning too
2: and and i i believe in all those guys that i'm listing I, yeah. i'm not even trying to argue against paying them i, I, I don't think to get i don't think you paid. can't
0: get to a super bowl if you have lamar jackson can
2: you get to can you win a super bowl with dak prescott who do you think is better lamar or dak
0: i would actually at this point take lamar you would take lamar You're, i think you be so. a cowboy fan too um yeah uh, there's, there's something in, I don't know, there's, there's something that Dak in the biggest games, mm. you know, just for some reason.
2: Lamar has a bit of that in the playoffs for people. Yeah. He hasn't had the most success does.
0: and people go, well, in the
2: playoffs, you can't do it. And It's like, well, he's played like what? Three playoff games his career for, uh, but here, here's the part that I'll, I'll stick to. And then we'll go to the Daniel Jones thing. Baltimore is notoriously cheap. Okay. Now they're. They're not alone here. Clearly, other teams have so far not stepped up and said, we want to pay Lamar Jackson this big contract. But how cheap are they? They spent, they were number one and spending the least amount of money on offense the last four years. It's a franchise that is living off of the Ed Reed and Ray Lewis career Mm -hmm. and saying, we've got two Lombardis. And they've completely, I mean, you go back to 2000. I watched the Ravens doc. They've largely ignored offense since 2000. Yeah, it's just not a franchise that heavily invests on that side
0: of the ball. And I don't think you can do that in this modern NFL. You, I don't believe you can you, either. Now you you have to be efficient, right? With making sure you know. So if you, I would say, I would say NFL teams now are starting to worry about man. We don't have enough to have the depth on the offensive lines. If we're gonna pay these super quarterbacks, I gotta protect them how do i do that and then have enough left to get around i think that's the dilemma a lot of teams are going with i've got this mm-hmm. franchise quarterback that's costing me 35 40 45 million bucks and i need some you know because the one position that teams are loading up on on the defensive side is pass rushers yeah and so now i need offensive linemen i got to pay five of them i'd like to have two pro bowl worthy ones one in the interior one on the edge to to anchor things
2: I just I, I think when we evaluate this, and by the way, number two cheapest wide receiver corps to work with in the NFL, and the ones they draft, they either get rid of them, see Marquise Hollywood Brown, yep, or they can't stay healthy. See Rashad Bateman, uh, Duvernay. I mean that's another one they drafted him, speedster can't stay healthy, doesn't he's not really elite either, and so I see these people put Jalen Hurts already above Lamar Jackson, and I'm like, like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are are. 80,000 times more talented than what Lamar currently has. I just don't think it's a fair, you're comping Lamar to certain quarterbacks. and, uh, And some of them are better than him. I'm not refuting that. That's not the argument I'm making. I'm just simply stating Lamar has done some things that have not helped himself. I think the agent's definitely playing a factor here. Obviously, he got hurt last year, and this comes on the heels of getting hurt not long before that. That doesn't help. And I'm not telling you he's the most accurate. But these are not arguments that are fair. You're not looking me in the eye and saying Jalen Hurts is a better thrower because he's got A.J. Brown to throw to. Lamar has never had that. And so I just think some of this is it's, it's a little unfair to Lamar. And then also I think it's just teams that are financially, they've been terrified and scared off by certain guys getting a bigger bag. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. Uh, we'll see if Russ has a struggle bus this year, but Russell Wilson last year, and I think both sides make good points. But to not have even a close to a contract agreement here, I, I just I think that speaks to Baltimore, and I think it speaks to the cheapness of some other teams around the league. I, I want to get to one guy that did get paid yesterday. Uh, and how people have reacted to that. So we'll get to that next, and then we'll talk to Brady Henderson at the bottom of the hour. Dirt and Spray on the fan.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All
2: right, 721, welcome back in. Brady Henderson's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. ESPN, Get his thoughts on the Seahawks. They got a deal I thought it was a pretty good deal for both sides. Geno Smith. Um, but, uh, Pete Carroll stating that that doesn't necessarily stop them from looking and evaluating and maybe even picking a quarterback in the NFL draft. And so we'll get Brady's thoughts on the Geno deal. Was he surprised at all? Was it about what he thought and where he thinks the Seahawks are looking, uh, in the NFL draft? Uh, all right. So, you know, there's a lot of thoughts at the fan text line, 503-864-6326, and, you know, this is the thing, man. Like, I think Justin Herbert's going to get one of those contracts, 190 guaranteed, 230, whatever it ends up being. Like, Herbert's, Herbert can get paid this summer, and I think he will. The Chargers would be smart to do that now. And it, I think this is a point. Like, it's not all on him. Right. All these quarterbacks I listed, Patrick Mahomes has two. Rodgers, if you throw him in this uh, quarterback, you know, storylines of offseason movement, he's got one. The rest of these dudes that you talk about have none. This is hard, man. Tom Brady won most of them. Herbert can't even win against the Jags. That's a text to the fan text line. That's not all Justin Herbert's fault, right? We don't really trust Brandon Staley a whole lot. I thought the offense was kind of weird in the second half. and Boy, defensively talk about a collapse. They picked off Lawrence four times, and then they couldn't get a stop. But this is the point. Even if you think Justin Herbert is better than Lamar, and I think almost everybody would say, yeah, i take Justin Herbert. That doesn't mean you're going to get more return on your contract. The Chargers are not guaranteed a damn thing if they give Herbert 190 guaranteed and Jackson doesn't get that deal. You could go the entire length of that contract, not win a playoff game, not win a Super Bowl. But you, you got to be in the risk-taking business. That's what NFL teams do. They take risks, they calculate it on skill and what they think they can accomplish with that person doesn't make the contract dumb. It's just to simply state people that don't want Lamar to get paid in whatever way they don't want him to get paid. Yeah, but the guy you want to get paid hasn't won. I mean, I'm getting in a debate about Dak and Lamar yesterday on Twitter, and it's like Dak is clearly better. His numbers are better. I'm like, Ed, Dak is basically Derek Carr with a star in his helmet. Go look at the numbers. They're not all that different. And throws two picks in a playoff game. Can you imagine the narrative if Lamar did that? Lamar hasn't even had that much success in the playoffs, and people already destroy him. But as I mentioned, some of this is Lamar. Lamar, if Lamar's been offered like 175 guaranteed and says, thanks, but no thanks, I want 230 Some of that's on Lamar. Like, there is a limit to this stuff where teams are not all going to give you The Cleveland Brown bag or the Arizona Cardinal bag.
0: Well, that's the thing. If he gets just toe in the sand, I'm not listening to anything else, you know, is there a different, what is it? Is it purely, I'm better than Deshaun Watson and I deserve this? And that's the end of the conversation with Lamar. It's hard then. There's no negotiating going on. What is it Lamar really wants? Um, You know, and sitting down and having an explanation is like, okay, Lamar, if here's our concern about doing all of this, aside from the injuries, it's like, okay, if we want to get you a a truly high caliber top five, six wide receiver in the league, here's who's available and here's what it's going to cost. We need to, you know, maybe they got to look at doing a different running back. They've been one of the teams that's been able to do stuff kind of by committee with the running back, but they seem to go through them a lot of attrition, um, you know, other sorts of things. And and they explain, okay, if we do this, you're not going to have some of these toys that you would like to have because of the contract we pay you. Is there a different way to structure this to make you happy? I don't know if those conversations are going on.
2: Yeah, but here's, see that's here's the pushback. You're making a valid point. J.K. Dobbins, by the way, could not stay healthy last year. Here's the pushback, though. Uh, who does Josh
0: Allen's number one target? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Dig Stephon Diggs. When did they get Stephon Diggs? After they well, when they, he
2: was still on his rookie deal. Yeah, that's see that you're 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 saying a valid you're making a valid point, but what you're doing is you're also playing into the narrative of why Baltimore shouldn't give him a bag, and that's to go well. Then who do you want them to go get? Because they're not going to have a lot of money. Why did they not get anybody while he was on his rookie scale deal? True. This is the failure of the organization that we've now shifted to Lamar because Lamar wants to get paid a certain amount. Buffalo did this smartly. Patrick Mahomes is the ex- he's the exception to every rule. He can overcome right. everything. He is the next most talented thing. Buffalo said, "I have we have Josh Allen. Let's go get Josh Allen a target. Cole Beasley's not a number 1." All right. Make a trade, go get Stephon Diggs. Give Stephon Diggs the contract, and then you give Josh Allen his contract. They're a little, I can get a year or two apart. There you go. Baltimore didn't do that. This is Baltimore's fault. This is not all on Lamar. No, Some of this it's not is all on Lamar. They're
0: in, the, they're in this predicament because they couldn't draft wide receivers properly. and like They didn't said, make any effort to go get somebody. Right.
2: Devontae Adams could have been had. They didn't want him. Yep. Uh, Stephon Diggs at one point could have been at. They didn't try. Like, they spend no money on offense and I gotta hear people argue about why Lamar's not great. He's not better than this guy. He's not better than that guy. No, it's
0: because he's got to do it all by himself a lot of times. And I'm
2: like, yo, he's he's kind of at sometimes the only offense that they have. Yeah. How did they look offensively once he got hurt this year? By the way, yeah. exactly nine points, seven points, ten points, yeah. twelve points. It's like, and you can't. Come on. They used to
0: be able to win games like that. Sure. Back when they had that stifling defense Mm -hmm. you can't win games like that anymore in the NFL but until they realize that I'm not feeling sorry for Baltimore I'm just how they're looking at it if we try to put this together or if Lamar says get me this and get me that and I want my bag I think you say Lamar that just doesn't work this is where we're at and if you're honest you know you can say this is where we're at if you want those things then we can't give you Hmm. everything guaranteed it does. The math doesn't work. Yeah. And you don't make it as, as if you're saying you're not worth it. It's like, I, we can't do both. So if you want this, then you're going to have to do it by yourself and we're going to have, yes, we have to be better drafting rookies and looking at at, at talent that way. And Lamar can yeah. say, okay, well, what are you going to do differently with your scouting process? Those sorts of things. But I don't even know if these conversations are going on and that's the problem of not having an agent.
2: I think Baltimore, we that that. I mean, look, that that is that needs to be noted. Like him not having an agent's clearly been a mistake and we'll see. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe he'll get a $200 million contract and, and we'll Will be oh, okay he got paid but somebody says social media quarterbacks don't get paid baby Kyler murray got 190 guaranteed yeah. Kyler murray is not more than a social media quarterback if your point is highlights he just has highlights he's not a great quarterback Kyler murray got the bag i i'm, I'm sorry yeah. like yes they do but arizona's a dumb organization cleveland largely a dumb organization and i think Watson-Murray contracts have clouded some of this. We didn't even get to Daniel Jones. We'll get to that coming up. But uh, I just I think this is a big mix of things. I don't think this is just a referendum no. on Lamar Jackson, and he's not even worthy of being a franchise guy. He's clearly a franchise guy. Where you put him in the hierarchy of quarterbacks, that's subjective. But it's pretty clear that I think teams are coming together and basically looking at each other saying, yo, do not do the $200-plus-million-dollar guarantee thing, right? Joe Burrow and Herbert could break that threshold this summer, and I don't think anybody would bat an eye at that. I think not having an agent is absolutely hurting him here. What's his bare minimum? What's his floor of contract he's willing to accept? Like, if he comes out that Baltimore offered him $185 guaranteed, man, if he said no to that, that's a Lamar thing. But also, I'm not letting the franchise off the hook. Notoriously cheap, living off of the Ray Lewis dominant and Reed Super Bowl championships that they got in 2000 and in 2012 or 13 or whatever it was. And they're cheap, and they don't spend any money in offense, and they can't evaluate offensive positions very well. It's It's a combination of all that stuff of why yesterday he got tagged and maybe why so far we have not seen a team – Offer a deal for two first-round draft picks. Uh, What are the Seahawks going to do with their draft pick? Are they still eyeing a quarterback? Uh, We talked to Brady Henderson of ESPN. We'll get to the Daniel Jones thing coming up as well. Uh, But the Daily Ticker is next.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. how do you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, welcome in. Daily Ticker brought to you on The Fan by our uh, our greatness that is 1080 The Fan. I hope your uh, Wednesday morning's going well. Brady Henderson, our good friend of ESPN, covers the Seattle Seahawks. He's joining us. uh, He's on Twitter, at Brady Henderson. He's got a few pieces up right now at ESPN.com, including the Seahawks set for success one year after the Russell Wilson trade. Brady, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us, man. Uh, Good piece on the Seahawks and where they're at a year later. If I would have told you this is where they were going to be at a year later, what would your initial reaction have been?
4: Uh, I mean, I would have known, I would have agreed that, yeah, just the, the draft capital and, and the cap space, you know, being out from under Wilson's contract, that it, I think everybody could have predicted that that would be, that that would set them up well. I don't, I don't think anybody uh, thought the Broncos would be as bad as they were and that the picks would be as good as they were. And so, and obviously nobody saw the Seahawks being set uh, at quarterback the way they are. I think everybody, myself included, thought that, um, you know, one of their yet yeah, their quarterback of the future would come from you know one of the uh, the two first round picks that they ended up getting from Denver. But little did we know at the time that Geno Smith would be that guy, uh, and that he would get a nice deal to be their guy. And so, um, yeah, sort of surprising, but um, you know, it's I guess the, the the bottom line is that you know they are really set up well this year. Obviously, the, the trade helped them out quite a bit last year, but you could argue that. It really sets them up even better this year because the picks are better uh, because there's more cap freedom now that they've got no more dead money with Wilson's contract, uh, and now that they've got their quarterback and they can you know spend those early picks on on uh, something else if they so choose.
2: Well, We were talking about Lamar and you know it's just you have a top ten quarterback and a team doesn't want to give him what he wants, but he also doesn't have an agent, so we don't we're not really sure what to make of that situation. How kind of bizarre it is, but Geno got a contract and you know I. I'm not Mr. Intel with with how you think the team feels, but my best guess was this felt like a great deal for both sides. Gino got paid. I mean, he came in on a one-year, $3.5 million deal, and he may lock up $100 million out of this thing. And Seattle, I think, is getting at a reasonable rate. Uh, a quarterback who put up franchise record numbers in his first uh, full year as a starting quarterback, is that, is that a fair assessment that both sides pretty happy with the deal they they, they got accomplished?
4: I think it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, we always, whenever there's an NFL contract, there's so many complexities to it. Uh, It's not like, you know, a a NBA contract or an MLB contract, which are way more, you know, less complex and way more straightforward. So I say all that to say that we really need to see, you know, the full picture of the contract and all of the details to to really fully assess it. And uh, so far there's only been probably half the details that have come out. We know the length, uh, we now know the base value is 75 million over three years, uh, with the ability to earn uh, 105 million. So 30 million dollars in incentives. Now that is that's a huge number. 30 million dollars in incentives. Uh, I know Daniel Jones just got 35 million, but before yesterday, I had never heard of a deal with uh, that much money in incentives. Usually, you're talking a couple million dollars, uh, five million dollars maybe. But so that's a huge number, which means that Gino is you know, he is gambling on himself as Pete Carroll said yesterday. And, and he is, you know, in order to really max that deal out, uh, he's going to have to play pretty well. We don't know exactly how well, because we don't know, um, you know, what the, what the details of those incentives are, but it's a very heavily incentive laden contract, which, um, you know, that favors the Seahawks always, because that means that the player has to perform to really uh, truly get paid the max value. And so, um, you know, the, the, the total value, the, the max value, is $105 million, uh, so $35 million per year. The base value is $25 million per year. I would imagine that some of those incentives are you know, aligned with the kind of season that he had last year. He's not going to just put all $30 million of those incentives in things that he didn't do. Um, so I think that really the contract could function, it's probably going to function like a three-year deal averaging $30 million, because you figure that at least half of those incentives are going to be well within reach. And so um, that, was the, that was the deal that I predicted, three years, $90 million, $30 million uh, per year. And so I think a three-year deal always made sense for both sides because uh, that gives the Seahawks the ability to get out of that deal after two years if Geno doesn't continue on the same trajectory. And then also, if he does and if he continues to improve, uh, it gets him back to the negotiating table after two years as opposed to having to wait three years if he were to sign a four-year deal.
2: As Brady Henderson of ESPN covering the Seahawks. So they get Geno on the deal, but they have pick five, and, and they got some first-round situation here where if Anthony Richardson, who impressed people at the Combine, doesn't get taken number one, like Pete Carroll alluded to this at the Combine, that a Geno deal doesn't necessarily take them out of a quarterback conversation do you think that they look elsewhere though with that pick assuming there's not a trade if they're sitting there at 5 do they address another need or is there a possibility we see them you know go after a potential franchise quarterback here
4: Yeah I think the two most likeliest uh, outcomes with that number 5 overall pick are uh, them standing them staying there and taking a defensive guy or them trading back uh, a few spots with the team that wants to move up for a quarterback and then Seattle still taking a defensive guy there. Now, I, I don't think you can entirely rule out the possibility of them uh, taking a quarterback with their first-round pick or you know, at least one of their two first-round picks, and they've been pretty open about saying that. Now, um, you know, the, the flip side of that is teams typically don't, they don't just broadcast their intentions like that when they're being truthful. And if they really wanted a quarterback, it, it doesn't really do them any favors to let other teams know that they could take a quarterback, uh, in the first round, because then that that you know gives teams the ability to jump ahead of them. If they think that Seattle going to take a quarterback, then another team might jump ahead of them to take that guy. And so I, I I think that there is some they they are to some degree being honest that they could take a quarterback there, but I think it would take them really falling in love with the guy. Um, I I think they could take a quarterback if they do. It's it's maybe like more of a second round guy, like a Hendon Hooker type guy. Um, but, you know, I say all that, and, you know, remember what's happened. Remember what happened a few years ago uh, in 2017, you know, they fell in love with Patrick Mahomes enough to where I've, I've been told, other people have reported this, that if, if they had had a chance to draft in that year, if he had fallen to them in the first round, they would have taken Patrick Mahomes. And then the next year they fell in love with Josh Allen enough that, you know, they actually called the Cleveland Browns to inquire, Uh, as to whether the Browns would be willing to trade Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick that Seattle would have used to take Josh Allen. So the lesson there is that they can fall in love with the guy, and if they do, then, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they they took him first overall. I just still think that that pick, whether it's picking there or trading back, uh, and even the 20th pick, whether it's there or trading back, I, I think those are most more likely than not to go uh, on defensive guys, just because that's where the big need is.
2: What is the uh, what do you think about the free agency stuff? I know the draft. You said they're going to address address the defense and and take some defensive guys. Is there a specific spot that they may be eyeing more for free agency and trying to bring somebody in and you know help that defense out? Because offensively they seem fine. Kenneth Walker was great when he got out there, and obviously we know what they have at wide receiver. Uh, what do you think they're going to do with the free agency stuff? Like, And, and what area would you say they need to, to address the most this offseason?
4: You know, I, I could see them. So I think their big needs, regardless of whether or not they, they get them in the draft or in free agency, the big needs, as I see them, are just the entire front seven uh, and then center and then number three receiver. So, um, you know, if, if you're totally overhauling your front seven, I don't think you can just do that totally in the draft, A, because I don't know if there's enough early-round picks to where, you know, you're going to have enough early-round capital to really, you know, get all your needs done, taken care of there. And you want to be relying that heavily on, you know, five, four or five rookies up front. And I really think that, that that's how many, that's how many you know, additions they may need to make in their front seven is four or five guys. Just when you look at the fact that Jordan Brooks is going to be coming off a big injury, Cody Barton, their other starting inside linebacker is hurt. Uh, you need another outside linebacker to start opposite. Uh, Nwosu. then you've got, you know, um, Brian Monet's coming off a big injury. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Shelby Harris, whether or not he's going to be a cap casualty guy. So there's a lot of, of bodies that you need there. And I just don't think you could totally take care of all of that in the draft. And so, you know, maybe there's one of these, you know, cap casualty guys um, who are are getting released or will get released that, that could be that other pass rusher, you know, Frank Clark. Um sounds like he's going to be released. Uh, Leonard Floyd is another guy with sort of some Seattle ties. Remember, he played for Chicago when Clint Hurt was the D.C. there. Uh, so there's other guys like that. I, I think they're going to be more active in the cap casualty uh, market, guys that could be available at a discount than, you know, than spending, you know, making a huge splash on a guy who's coming off of his rookie contract. That's just not their M.O. It, it never really has been under Pete Carroll and John Schneider. And, you know, right now, uh, they just don't really have the, the, the money to be big players in free agency. I think they had about $24 million in cap space before the Geno deal. And you figure that that's going to cut into about half of that. Uh, and even if they cut Gabe Jackson, which I fully expect them to do, they're, they're only sitting with around $20 million in cap space. And, uh, you know, you've still got to allocate about half of that to the draft class. So um, I, I think they're going to have to make more than one cap cutting move, cost-saving move before free agency. And then even then, I still think they're gonna be they're gonna to stick to their guns and, and try to find more of the, the bargain additions in free agency than the big splashes.
2: All right, great stuff. Brady Henderson on ESPN.com and on Twitter at Brady Henderson, a check-in with the Hawks who just signed their quarterback. And now they've got a pretty big offseason to build upon in which they just made the playoffs a year after trading Russell Wilson to the day. Uh, he is in Denver now, and so the Seahawks have this big offseason. Brady, thanks for hopping on with us this morning, man. We always appreciate the time, and let's uh, let's catch up with you near the draft. When we get right at the draft, let's catch back up with you, and maybe we'll have some more information and stuff to talk about at that point.
4: Yeah, you got it. That's going to be a fun draft to talk about and to cover for sure, so that sounds good. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Brady. Have a good day. All right, you too. See you. All right,
2: there we go. Brady Henderson of ESPN with the latest on the Seahawks and where they're standing Hey, you, you got to feel great. I mean, if you're a Seahawks fan and you saw the Geno deal, I think you just smile and you say exactly what you'd want: not long term, not too much commitment financially. Makes a lot of sense for the position. He set all the records. Can they build upon what they had offensively? And how now, as he mentioned it there, can they uh, bolster the defense and you know try to even things out and, and bring that defense up to an even higher level that it was. Uh, this year, I right, did 749. We got Kate Fagan at the top of the hour Dirt and Sprague back with more on the fan. Turning and burning here on the fan. Kate Fagan, author, this magic sports reporter joining us coming up at the top of the hour. She's got a new book out. Uh, pretty exciting. The uh, hoop muses and insider's guide to pop culture and the women's games. We'll talk to Kate Fagan coming up at uh, 8 a.m. Haven't even discussed the Giants' decision. They want to go with Daniel Jones. Can they win with Daniel Jones at a higher level than where they got? They did win a playoff game this year, so maybe the belief is, hey, look what we did this year. Let's build on it next year, and we'll get to that. Uh, there is a Rajs update that we still haven't touched upon as well. Uh, I just wanted to note before we talk with Kate Fagan, so yesterday I'm minding my own business, and I opened Twitter up to see if I'd missed any NFL news. And what do I see? Lo and behold, little hype video, Oregon State football. Spring practice is here. Here we go. Started yesterday. First practice for the Beavs. And it's one of those, like, rapid fire, you know, Jonathan's rah-rah and the guy's in a meeting. And then they play the music, and it cuts to the highlights. And at the very end of the highlight package, Aiden Childs just launching a football from his own thirty. And roughly lands at the other 15. Just an absolute bomb. And I went, how many days until we got kickoff for the Pac-12 conference finale? I know I'm not alone. You don't even have to be an Oregon State fan to understand and feel the excitement that I had seeing that video. Knowing Oregon State was going to be good. Oregon could be good. Washington could be good. I'm assuming all these teams are going to be good. It's just a matter of who beats who and who's going to end up with three, four losses. And, you know, it's just going to be like, well, that's the gauntlet of the Pac-12, baby. Dion's first year, his contract details came out. He's got all these, you know, trademarks that he has. He's got SUVs loaned out. Like, we're getting into all of it. Caleb Williams last year at USC, their last year in the conference. Like, yesterday I got a hype video of about 48 seconds to a minute. And I start thinking about all of that, just how exciting it's going to be. It's going to be a long summer for you. It is. It? I think it is. I don't normally go in. You know me. I'm kind of anti. I your Braves are
0: good to distract you for a while.
2: They're probably going to not be good for the first two months. It's usually their M.O. Acuna is not happy with this fast pitch thing. He, he basically protested it at bat the other day. Uh, Maybe hit- the
0: NBA playoffs need to be something special this year. I to- think
2: they will be, actually. I don't know who's winning the West. I don't know who's going to win the East. I don't know who's winning the championship. There's a Man. lot of great things. I'm not going to go over my skis about practice. I just simply reminded, oh, yeah, we got a conference Man. finale. Not a conference season. I know. Not a gauntlet of, all oh, these teams, that teams, and now they're building for the years to come. This is a conference finale. The Pac-12's last year as is. And sometimes hype videos can do their do their magic. They made them for that reason. It got me hyped. I'm sure Duck fans are going to get one soon when practice starts for them. I'm sure the Husky fans are already jacked because Penix did his I'm coming back video. Cam Ward going to be back at Wazoo. The Heisman Trophy winner at SC. Chip Kelly's got a five-star quarterback at UCLA. And then you got the question marks. Dion in Colorado, Dillingham at ASU. I mean, it's just it's going to be fantastic. And I... I geeked out for it. I don't normally geek out, but I geeked out and dirt it somewhere in a warm climate, golfing or drinking, and I'm sure he felt the same thing that I felt when I saw that yesterday. Uh, We got a lot to get to in the second hour of the show, but we start with Kate Fagan, author, who's got a new book out, and we'll talk some hoops with Kate Fagan. Hour number three, Dirt and Sprague on the fan.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.